John Joe's Art Club, under the new management of Aaron and Claire Travers, is the perfect location for all sporting events. With nine HD screens and the new addition of a 2.4 meter screen for the big games, makes John Joe's the premier sports bar in Arklow. Located on Upper Main Street, the crack is mighty and you'll always feel at home in John Joe's. David Blake, physical therapist Tinahili, for comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organisations at club, county and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087 906 2150. That's 087 906 2150. Travers Insurances, 7 Upper Main Street, Arthur County Wicklow, offering competitive quotes on motor, household, life and business insurance. Call 0402-32204 or visit our website www.travers.ie. Insurance cover that stands out for the proud. Travers & Co Insurance Limited trading as Travers Financial Services, Travers Insurances, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Winners Enclosure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890-429-863. So hello and welcome to our second episode of the new season for our GAA podcast. We have a lot to discuss, which has been two rounds of the National Football and Hurling League played so far, two rounds of the Ladies Football League, and we have a big game on Saturday for the Wicklow under-20 footballers as they host Dublin in Ockram. Joining me again, Emmett O'Sullivan as always, and Alan Nolan has moved further away from the hot seat into the guest seat this week. Alan, you're welcome back. Thanks, Kevin. Well, good thanks. to have you back there. Yeah, th thanks, lads. Thanks, yeah. thanks for coming in. I've been evicted. On, on yeah. Such short notice there, Hermit. Yeah. I was higher up in the pew last year, and I'm getting further and further now to the back of it. I'm not happy, lads. <laughs> if you look at the complaints box there now, you will see there's about 15 of mine in it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's the bean, actually. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll get going anyway. Um, we'll start with, with the hurling. The senior hurlers had a very unlucky defeat on Sunday up in Navan. Alan, you were up at this one. 318 to 224. Yeah, an absolutely excellent, excellent game. I, don't, I hope I don't word this wrong saying it, but I think me robbed on today, to be honest. Like, uh, it was one of the best performances I've ever saw Wicklow Harlan, and that's the truth. It was, they, they didn't get off to the greatest start. They got a point after 30 seconds through Andy. Um, he really turned up on the day the week before. didn't go according to plan for him. Um, but that happens. And they got after thirty seconds, he had, he had a point on the board, and Mead responded very quickly. Now they got one one there. Um, just uh, Peter Keane think made a little bit of a mistake of a handling error, and as um, 
the Amos Gallon has alluded to before. He said you as well, Emma, there that if you make a mistake at any level or really that level now, you you've no coming back from it. You know, and your man got a shot away. The mead man come off Martin O'Brien's shoulder and into the back of the net. Now Wicklow responded very very well. Uh, and to think of in the nineteen eleven minute up the field he went. Andy got a cracker of a goal, and Omar Carmack got another one. But up, up, just before that, Wicklow had a couple of chances as well. Parry Dyle had a goal chance. Omar Carmack had another goal chance. Um, Showing massive promise. Now there was a big wind on the day. Pitch was little bit small for hurling, you know, like McNally has a massive book out, but like he was making the far twenty one. And like it was working route one down either on top of Andy or on top of McCormack. McCormack won the first three on top of him, one over the bar, uh, one went wide and the other should be in a free in my book, but I wasn't riffing it. And yeah, just listening to, to your commentary on on the day the wind was pretty pretty strong in the first half. We had the advantage in the oh, first they half. Really, they really did have the, the advantage, there's no no doubt about it. Like, but like I was watching the way Mead had set up and like, they had that Padrick O'Hanrahan fella. Now he's a serious, serious hurler. Like the week before I think he scored one eleven or one thirteen, you know, and, and a lot of them from dead balls but still he just he showed in the second half. Like in the first half they were taking the freeze and their their puck out really, really quickly. And I said in the second half now they're going to really do this and There'd be no catching him, but they didn't. They, they, for some reason, they didn't. They, they, they didn't take him quick at all. But regards to free taking, I think he, he got four or five on the bounce there. With a bit of a purple patch, and Wicklow had went and got a goal again, and it was all quickly cancelled out between freeze. But like there were freeze being hit from his own forty-five, his own sixty-five, and like. Every, he never missed one of them. I think he got sixteen on the day. Was it fifteen, sixteen on the day? Sixteen. Like that's that's some scoring, lads. You know. Mm. Um. But we go still, they battled hard, they battled hard. They had one or two chances maybe to try to draw near the end of it. But the harder they tried, they just made one or two little mistakes and they were punished for it, you know. Like, And I think the winner of the draw today would definitely be a fairer result because they definitely didn't deserve to lose, you know. It left them hard like the week before that, they were away to Antrim. We were at our home, home to Antrim, yeah. You know, but and again, they, again, <coughs> it was a, a simple mistakes that they were punished on every time, I suppose. The Antrim game as well, yeah. You know, like little handling errors, a, a pass goes astray, bang, it's over the bar. And it, for about five minutes in the second half, three or four little mistakes, and all of a sudden, there was five points in the game. And their goose was cooked, as the lad says, you know. I yeah. mean, you're never you were going to need probably two goals against the Antrim side to to get that yep. back like and, and that's just the level they're playing at the minute and that's credit to them for getting to that level as well you the know work but they're putting in those yeah the work and you can see the work they're putting in as well you know like for 40 minutes of the Antrim game Antrim looked they, they looked to be in trouble they were looking mm-hmm. at one another they were you know they were looking for McManus and these lads to step up and they did eventually but you know for a long time they looked a very ordinary team against Wicklow to be fair but like even a few mumbles going around there again Antrim like to hold Antrim to one goal chance yeah. And, and like it was a massive save by McNally as well. Like you know, has that, he's started the year very well. McNally he has. has. No, he really like can I tell you like it's going to be hard, unless he gets an injury or something like that. I can't see um, any other goalkeeper getting in there because it's just the form he's in. He's, uh, he's playing very, really, really he's very well. Very solid. Like. He's very confident under high balls. Yeah. You know, you, you, sometimes with goalies you look at a high ball going in and you say, oh, oh, he's you know he, you yeah. can see him moving <laughs> along their line. You can see him panicking. He's very solid. He's very safe. He, he's a really good keeper. To be fair, he is like. But like the, the game again, Antrim like the. I think it was 15, 16 wides, you know, Wicklow had hit, and like, and just it's not good enough, you know, and like even Eamon said it, it's not good enough either, like, you know, you can't afford to hit. Like. I think it was the nature of the wides against Antrim more so. Yeah. That, you know, like if you hit 10 wides against Antrim and there's two lads all over you and you're trying to get a shot away from I think it was just the nature. You probably had six or seven scoreable frees from both Hend and, and Andy on the day. And two points that day as well. And you had to Andy at two points taken yeah. off from that day that, you know, as I said, the second one, 
Apparently, he was blown for stepping inside the 21. Well, can even be blown for it? As I said, oh, TJ Reid yeah. won't be blown for that no. come September. No. You know what I mean? It's, it's just little things. It's those little silly decisions you get in Division 2 A's and Division 2 B's that you just have to put up with, I suppose. But um, again, look, it's really unlucky. The, the worrying point for me would be, and you know, of all the good work, 224 is a big score to concede in, in February, January, February. It is, but still, you know, like saying that... Twenty-three, eighteen, three, eighteen. But three, eighteen should win you the game. Should you know? Yeah. We we'll call a spade a spade. Like to concede twenty-six scores in a match is you know there has to be work done there somewhere. Something has to happen. Yeah, you know, and like everyone is putting the ball. Just I, I wasn't at the Mead match, uh, but listening to the reports, I watched a bit of it back there. Uh, uh, that ten minutes in the middle third that we go out with the game is killing us. Yeah. You know, lads have put in so much work, such a shift, and that's no disrespect to them. Like they're, they're, we need, we need probably to freshen a bit earlier in that area, because once we go out with the game for that, like Antrim's half back line murdered us for for ten minutes in that second half, and it seems that the same happened. Just looking at, looking at what I've seen and reading about what happened, it seems the very same thing happened in Mead on Sunday. That just we we just seem to falter for that ten minutes in the area and look that that's no disrespect to the lads that are in it. It's the shift to put in. You know, it's no call on fitness. It's not. But I seen the work that those lads are doing against Antrim, and it's unbelievable. Mm. Like, you just won't stick it for seventy minutes at this level. To be fair, you know. But like, if you're going to take any positives out, of, I know you say you, you conceded two twenty four, one sixteen. As far as I know, were from dead balls. They got a penalty. They, Absolutely no penalty. Yeah. You look back ahead. It was yeah. no way it was a penalty. You like can Jack, see the reactions of the players. They like, didn't think it was a penalty. Like Jack, Jack Doyle and um, Andy were fouled, and if that was a penalty, the others were stonewall, stonewall penalty yeah. that we yeah. didn't get. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. We didn't get the rubber the green and that. And I say like so, if you take that, I think that brings you back to one eight from play is all they scored. It's it's no bad return either to be fair on on the, the, the backs the way they're working. I know, but there's it's the fouls as well. But like. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying the the, fou- the backs were fouling like they were scoring from their own forty five. Yeah, so you wing yeah. forward, give everyone on on it. But like it does, it's niggly little things. Were a lot of them fouls? I wouldn't think so. You know. Yeah. As well, I just said it's so. Sometimes at that stage of the game, they can look like tired tackles. Yeah. A tired tackle can still be a good tackle, but it just looks like a foul. I'm not. You yeah. know. You know, a hand can be left in a split second too long. A a, a hurl can be a millimeter too late. You know, and they're just the little tired things that can happen. Is that the excuse you used all those years, was it? Just a yeah, tired? well, I was always tired. <laughs> 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 that wasn't an excuse. <laughs> but, but, but looking at the... When you're early, you're tired as well. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at the level and the tempo of the game, lads, for this time of year, like, that's not far off championship level. The speed of it, like, but like, you go back to Cork and uh, Tipperary the other night, like, the speed that was played at, like, it, referees are going to have to get some help somewhere along the line because they just cannot... They're not telepathic. You can't be at one goal and at the other one. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Are we going back to you know Babs Keaton's argument about <coughs> the speed of the game? Are we look at what golf have done during the week? They've set down you know as technology. Like are these hurling balls too light? Or you know, or are the players just you know as people have like? <laughs> I wouldn't say they're too light. No, I you think know, I think it's just I, it's hard to take from the game at the minute because it's such a spectacle. But at, at some stage, yeah, you know, when does when is there going to be a free from? A goalie puck out or going to start going over shortly, like Which you know. Yeah. What I mean, well, sure, you know. Ma- well, McDaniel didn't send one over, but he sent a free over. Well, yeah. just outside, barely outside his own D, you know. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I be letting Andy hit this one. Well, McNally stood up and he hit lads, yeah. and he hit the back net like there was lots more in it. Yeah. No, but that yeah. still it was part of the wind, but still he got him. You know mm. what I mean? Um, but it's just the, it's the pace of the game, the way it's gone, you know. And then to go look at a football match after it. 
It's just, tough. It's yeah. just no comparison. You're better off, no yeah. disrespect to football, but you're better off to look at a football match before you look at an Ireland match because it, it it's hard to stay with the tempo of it, like, you know. And we that was just because Donegal and Mead were playing after it. Mm. You know what I mean? You get to see a few minutes of that there. and like, <laughs> The whole of Donegal back behind the ball. And yeah. <laughs> Getting penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the two games so far, like, what do you reckon? Like, the performances are there. The results just aren't. We've Mayo coming up now with the week the weekend after this. Yeah, uh, away. away, yeah. Yeah, like that's a big that's a big game. Like obviously like Mayo I think Mayo are bottom on score. They've they've shaped a heavy score difference and we're not too bad, but you know, you'd be wanting to go up there and get get a good win, like Yeah, look, you you have to be looking at if if you score anywhere three near three eighteen against Mayo. Away from home again. Away yeah. from home yeah. again. Like if you score anything near three eighteen against Mayo, you'd have to be thinking you're gonna come out with Castle with a victory. Yeah. Um it's no easy place to go. We were in it a few years when Casey was over the team there. It's no easy place at all to go to, to get a victory. Um, they just don't look to be at the pitch they've been at for the last couple of seasons, this Mayo team. But that's not to say, you know, you'd have to be very wary going up there. They're going to have their eye on Wicklow as their chance to win a game now. Look, it is, by, it, by the way, the, the results have panned out. Like yeah. It's looking like, you know... This is a shoe-out between the two. I mean, Kerry have turned around by Hoffley. Yeah, a big performance. <laughs> a big performance. Yeah. Like, so, Wicklow have, have Kerry, Kerry at home. home. The week after, you, you know. play Mayo. Yeah, so... And then, then you've Offaly the last one at, at home, you know, yeah. so... Offaly's away. Oh, sorry, Offaly's away at last yeah. game. Sorry, yeah, half 12 on yeah. the, the 1st of March. And Come on, Alan. Yeah, no, actually, I was only looking at it before because Kevin put down my neck that was the other way around before. And oh, okay. no, no. I was kind of implanted it. Oh, I, cr- I corrected you, though. Yeah. Corrected you, no, yeah. you corrected yourself. Well, again, like, <laughs> look, Offaly, you know, because Kerry have, have beaten Offaly, someone's going to feel the force of that in the That's next it. week or two. I'd yeah. say, like, Michael Fenley's not going to stand there and take that to him. But, you know, you always feel Kerry could do that. I, you know, you're looking at Offaly and Antrim. You kind of felt if Kerry could get one of them at home on a long trip down that they could actually hurt them, you know, and they have, like, Kerry have been very close to the top table there for the last couple of years, you know, they've won a couple of Christie rings, they've, you know, yeah. they're not far away, and, mm. and you know, they, this is a tough division, but it's, it's all down to that next match against Mayo. It is, it is all down to it, like, but this weekly team are starting to put a bit of fear into, into other teams, because they know that they're, they've really stepped up, their fitness, their physicality. Like you see your man Burke that plays centre forward for the hurlers. Like he's opting now for hurling instead of football. Maybe his football days are but that, at that level is just a little bit behind him. But they had to take him over centre forward position straight away and put him back on Andy. And I was saying this is going to be some matchup. He absolutely got roasted by Andy. And he did. But any ball that went into him, no matter what way he came, Andy had him. He had his, you know. Yeah, but even, even on that, if I, that matchup to me wouldn't be because I don't think Mickey Burke, no disrespect to the man, but I don't think he has the hurling. To, either to, no. to match Andy, like you, you need, you need, you might have yeah. power, you we, might be sticky, but you have to have Harlan to mark we, a player of Andy's caliber as well. Like you we, have had, to be. we had this conversation in the press box when you were commentating about, yeah. about him. So well, did, yeah. we like the first ball come in, he kind of half got the better of Andy, and he was going back out, and he just gave Andy a little tap on the behind, you know, more or less to say, hard luck son. The ball hadn't gone out and come back in. I was in the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say Andy you was know, saying, you won't do that If you're going to be patting Andy on the back sarcastically, you'd want yeah. to be in the car park after yeah. the match. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't want to be giving <laughs> him a sniff at Andy. When you're closing the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you but look at, no, Sean Gray promises, like they're in a good bracket, they're moving well, you know, if they could just, if they can just stay up in that in that division, you know, it, it uh, as Eamon says, the reason you're playing well because you're playing better hurling teams. Go and look at look what Kildare done to Warwickshire last weekend, lads. Like that's no disrespect to anyone either, but like that, that's so, if you want to try progress in the Christie ring, you have to be in division right now. 
Mm. And that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, oh, definitely. And look, you know, why you look, there's going to be times like going away to meet and, and scoring that and not coming away. But yeah. as you said, it's actually gutting probably well, for was, the players. Well, it was good. You know like, what I mean? It's gutting for us as well. Listen well, to well, it well, now, like, yeah. How they must have felt out there. I don't, like, that's what you know, I'm but saying, again, you know? again, you have to take the positives from it as well. Yeah. Like, yeah look, there's always be work to do, even if, as you said, if you're Kildare coming home, I worry sure you've work to do because the game is no good to you one way or the other. Do you know, but there'll always be work to do. But look, you know, go put me out to the sword now. Again, you've Kerry coming down, get him in Artlock, you know, give him hell, and who knows where you you can still end up in this group, oh, you know? Totally, absolutely. Yeah, so it, like yeah. it looks like the performance the first day has been a big increase in the second day, and now the third day is a big one away to me. So, like, hopefully, there'll be a good result there, and that'll be a big one. So, that's, that's Sunday week, isn't it, in Castlewar? Well, hopefully, have a defeat now as well, don't forget, and they have day to go to Antrim, I wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they have to go up to Antrim to play him, they could have two. Offaly could have two defeats coming to Akram. Mm. You know, so or, like, or, like uh, uh, Wicklow going to Tullamore or Wicklow going to Tullamore. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Alan has got hint to me there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the uh, hurlings of the one Wicklow are, are um, just second from bottom, but on score difference. But the table doesn't really reflect the performance at the moment. Uh, unfortunately, we have uh, Eamon Scan's thoughts from the game. Last week against Mead, he's going to play that here now. That's Eamon's thoughts um, after the heartbreaking defeat last week. Eamon, uh, my heart goes out to you. Like, hard luck, you know. Uh, just talk us through, through the game there. Give you some well, thoughts. I suppose um, if I was to look back at a spell where the match was lost, it was probably in the first 10 minutes of the game where we could have and should have had maybe 2-2. Um, but we didn't, but I thought her reaction to that was fairly good. When we went in at half-time... After conceding the penalty, we came back and we led by four points, and I thought there was a very good reaction to that. Um, probably then in the second half, the concern last following last week's match against Antrim was we, we didn't start the second half well, and they lofted over one or two points, but then we got into the game, we came roaring into it, and we were happy. But then the spell that happened in, early in the second half last week happened about midway through this week, and they hit six or seven unanswered points, and... You know, I'd say essentially the difference between the two teams was their free taker. The, you know, he, he just, whether he's an exceptionally good free taker, he had an exceptionally good day. He, <clears throat> I don't think he missed that. So, from that point of view, I, I'd say, you know, I think the lads have come on a ton. I thought the hurl extremely well. But the reality of the thing is, we played two National League games now and probably should have won both of them and have no points. Yeah, well, look at that. That's, and that's where it is. We alluded to that on the commentary there as well. Like, and, uh, yeah, you started a little bit slow, but they, they, got, they got a goal. You, you said it the last week as well. You said in the podcast that like, if, if you have a ball goes by you and you make a mistake you're going to be punished yeah. it was for the goal yeah. your opponent yeah. like Peter made a mistake hopped off his hand just yeah. early in the game maybe yeah. a little bit cold coming into or whatever like, trying to get yourself settled but look at you will be, you'll be punished uh, go back to their, their penalty in our own looking at from where we were can't understand why it was a penally if it was a penalty no, I, I think Jack Dyle would have had one in front of the I actually thought now he, look at the referees don't lose matches on there, but oh I, I know that I, I thought he could have you know he was there was two or three points there now, you yeah. know, and there was only two or three points in the game. Yeah, but like then, as you said, like the spell, the spell that had started the first half, but halfway through the second half, they got six, seven points on answer. That really killed you. But their free taker, he got three of them carbon copy over the far yeah, side. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Like, not, not trying to blame anyone. It's not a blame game like that. The team, absolutely, performance again was a main struggle. Well, I thought they were well known. Their fitness levels and their strength conditioning was after paying off. The physicality, you know. Like, we had. I think but the we, bottom line is, we didn't we get still, points. We still, we still, we still were coming that, away that, again today, yeah. Like, you know. I do think their level of performance has come on and, and their fitness levels has come on and their hurling has come on but it needs to come on because they're playing better teams absolutely but I, I do yeah. think playing the better teams is going to bring them on but I still you know if you're a manager in a factory you're looking at production levels and profits and when you're over a team you're looking at getting points and yeah. 
you know, we, we just haven't got him. Unfortunately, nobody, nobody remembers the losers. Oh. We're looking yeah. away now, re- regroup, he's raw for a week, I think, I guess. Oh, for a week, yeah. yeah. And then we're up to Mayo, and that's, uh, that's really a crunch match. Now. It is, like, I know, look, you've been targeting two points here as well, like, you've been targeting two points there, like, they're around the same level as ourselves, you know, yeah. so, we're looking, two, we're still two away fixtures, long trip up there. We're looking, you look like you've got out there, uh, kind of injury free again, like, your physicality, your fitness, it's really standard these, it certainly, certainly is, like, yeah. you know, but look at, um, yeah, sure, look at, it is what it is now, it's just on, on to Mayo. Yeah, yep, and look at, thanks very much. So, moving on to football now, we have um, a good win on Sunday. Emmett, you're at this one. A much better performance after the sort of was bad display in Carlo, but a much better performance last week against Waterford. Owen Darcy making a big difference off the bench as well. Yeah, <clears throat> a massive difference in fairness to Owen. Um, look, up until up until half time, you were kind of still wondering was it all going to take into place? I mean, we could have we could have been a lot further in front of half time. I think three good goal opportunities gone to begging. But to be fair to the to the lads, you know, the knuckle down Owen came in. You know, it's telling to me on on making that difference because he, he stayed close to the goal. You know, yeah. I know I know we have to have work. You have to have lads following their players. You have to have tackling. You have to. But to me, you know. Leave a lad where he's most dangerous because he got three balls inside that D and like he got one one and set up Chris O'Brien and I think as good as his goal was I think he set up for Chris O'Brien yeah for a young equally man impressive was as, as more equally impressive actually. it was because yeah. any other young man after scoring a goal would have caught that ball and had headla- tried tried to do something would have had headlines all over his mind but he flicked it back he took the whole defence over for Chris and he, he Chris finished it really well but a good performance again. Um, Look, we, we seem to be able to pick off Waterford a little bit better. One thing I would say, we've seen Waterford coming off the field after the match. They're a really young team. Yeah. They're a very, yeah. very young team. Like You would be hoping, it, it's easy to say now, but you really would be hoping to be beating that Waterford team anyway. You know, you should be, we're talking about going out of Division 4, like Waterford at home has to be a victory. It was, they've done it. Massive improvements on the, on the week before in Carlow. And a massive game now, Sligo 2 from 2 coming up in Ockram on Sunday. It is Sligo 2 from 2, but like they, they went the first day out Sligo, they bet 5-8 uh, 11 points, they bet uh, London away. Like, still, you can take a few positives out of that as well. That Sligo only got 13 scores, you know, I know they got 5 goals, but like if you can cut down that, it's only got 8 points. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what, but them for dead balls, what they were, you know, but like Sligo, look, they're no, they're no pushovers, they're certainly no, you know, but then Antrim last week, Fourteen points to fifteen, I think it was with it. Mm. Um, look at a good a good result to get again. Antrim as well coming over there, you know. But like Sligo, but they were home for that one as well. They, mm. they were they were home, yeah. But like still, there'd be nothing soft between the two of them. No, there'd be nothing soft about Antrim. But if you're yeah, if you're Sligo and you're top in the group, you want to be making a mark against the likes of Antrim. Oh, oh, you like you're coming down from Division Three, you want to be Antrim well, by, by ten points. Like there's more pressure on the likes of them and Carlo. Yeah, in my book, that's after, that's after coming down because the others are there for the last while trying to get back up, you know, or and. Like if you're coming down and you're not held to bounce straight back up there, especially for Sligo anyway, I, I think that they want to put down a marker because like, it's like a so nature it's a nature of the division though, as well. Yes. You look you look like there'd be no one would have cast Wexford a hope against Carlo, really yeah. on the way they were going on the farm they were going to come out and the hop off them, really, yeah. you know. And it's the nature of that division at the minute. It's just anyone, any I don't think there's any team in that that couldn't beat anyone else. No, I will agree with you. Day, but, you know what I mean? But go back to the Carlo game there. Like, mm. the, I just think Carlo play not only puke football. I think it's horrendous to look at. I, you know? I agree with you. And I think the reason Wexford bet them is because, uh, like, I was talking to someone from Wexford and they got a run at them. 
They went one four like, to a point. Carlo have no plan B. Like if you, they drag you into a dogfight, they, yeah. yeah, they drag you into a dogfight. You're not going to beat. You're not. Going, you're doing going well, to do well to beat them. Carlo were nearly delighted that someone got, that one of their lads got sent off so early in wake up because then they they knew they they had to completely park the bus up, block up the whole back line, and that's what they done. And then they try break and try break. But like Wicklow went three points to one up. They missed the goal. James Snell was in on goal. Mm. And we had a, got that goal. That was a completely different game. I think we would have done exactly what Wexford done to them last weekend. You get on top of them and push on because they will just try break you down and counter-attack and counter-attack and counter-attack. And after a while, they just, they, they, they drag you into a dogfight. What they're good at. Like they're good at winning frees. Like they're good at driving down the middle. Like I know they're on about... Um, um, Chocho's some man to run but like if you watch him he, he, he's hard cute and he will take off if you haven't got him within three yards he's gone but if you're just and if you're gaining behind him he'll behind the brakes he'll let you run into he'll the back lie into you. he'll lie into you and he'll bring you down with him and win a free you, it, it's nearly carbon copy every time you know mm. but like like if I'm going to be critical about that Carlo game I just think we kind of double marked their full forward where there was very little ball going in I think we should have brought in someone like for like uh, like Niall Donnelly put him here beside him and block up the centre channel try and stop lot getting down through the middle of him and I just thought that like Padre Toll was sometimes he looked tired in there in the middle of the field again three powerhouses of football of of, of physicality you know you'd root you'd turn the two Murphys and Padre's coming off two big games again in the Secretion yeah and of course just extend your commiserations to the four lads there yeah. at IT Carroll last week the field. You know, and I just thought like I say it's easy for us but to say where we are. Like I, I'd maybe switch him and Rory Finn every few minutes, bring him in and out. And like you, we two points, we're down two points near the end of the game. Throw caution to the wind. Bring in the likes of JP Hurley if you want me to defeat. Fire Podge in full forward. You know, just try something different. If you're going I to just think we need a like you spoke to Carlo of no plan B. Yeah, I think we need a plan B when team sets up like that against us. I think we need to have someone around 35, 40 yards out that can kick a point. Yeah, mm. I, do, I don't think we should be taking drives at him almost like. Ireland into rugby or whoever, do you know, taking counter rook and counter well, so physical. You know what I mean? I know they are, but I think you need to get someone in space 40 yards out to have a pop yeah. and say, well, you may come out a bit further because we can do this. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just one thing we need in our armory going forward because teams are, if teams get the measure of us like that and say, oh, well, sure, look, if you stop Dean or if you stop this, that, you know, you know if they don't get the ball into Shawnee direct. I think we need that in our armory going forward well, to be able to kick a score from 35 or 40. Well, I think you're, you're dead right. You're, you're yeah. on the money there. And I think the only one that we could ne- nearly, we've relied on him for years and years is the, is the likes of Shawnee. So if you brought him in and you put him into his own and say, like, you get to there and we'll get you the ball, you know, and just try to pop over a few scores and pop over. Like, like Pat's do it for the last few years. They've been doing it with likes of Tommy Kelly, but more so with Stephen Duffy. Like, Duffy will get into his pocket and the lads will know exactly where he is. And, and he wants to get on that left foot. Nine times and again, like, you know, and we spoke about Owen Darcy, you know, being dangerous close to mm. the ball. Like that, that's you know, you don't see Tommy Kelly running around the middle of the field tackling lads. No, you know, you know, I mean, the work rate. Really, no, t- t- the dangerous forwards are dangerous in in yeah. the forward line. And, and Owen Darcy was ball. back. He was back yeah. there in that game at the weekend, tackling and tackling, mm. and he was very lucky not to get a black card there. Yeah, nearly. Yeah, you know, probably. Yeah, Because like yeah. look at if you were going on the way fouls are, yeah. it was yeah. a foul. But yeah. like, back in the like the, well, I'm getting there. He's back in his own half back line. Where if I was an opposing team, I'd be delighted to see him back there exactly. because if they counter attacked. Yeah. Well, if you're corner back marking on Darcy, where do you want him? Uh, not down foul and far down where he was. Out from his yeah. own goal. Like that's yeah. what you would know. do. Yeah, and I suppose another sort of big point in last weekend was the return of Shawnee Farron to the starting lineup, and you can see the difference straight away. We got what five points, five points of one one up, or five points of point up before they got the goal, and Shawnee was instrumental in maybe four. Yeah, then. look, he adds a demand, you know, and and the teams in Division Four, you can say they know Shawnee now, but the fact that he's there, he's a danger. They're watching him. 
you seen Wadford like it was all about you know the the full back was trying to stay in front of them. They were, they were worried every time a ball was put into a space. They were, and you know that's why Chris O'Brien picks off a goal. Owen Darcy picks off a goal. Defenses are watching Johnny that little bit more where they weren't watching. You know, no disrespect to the lads in in the O'Brien Cup and in the build up, they probably weren't watching as much because the name wasn't there. You know, they're watching the name that Johnny as well. If you have two or three lads in there, you can't double mark two or three lads. No, you know? and that's yeah. it, you know, and, and like he look he brings we all know what Shawnee brings to the table. Like he, he the full back in fairness to him. Now the full back done well as well in fairness to him, but you know, Shawnee was standing behind him pointing this way, pointing down the full back he was he nearly wanted to be an owl, his head was on a swivel, he was yeah. trying to look, he was trying to get and he got his hand to a couple of balls only millimetres in fairness and they were in the back of the net Yeah, and he got his hand to him but like that's what he brings he just brings a bit of panic to the fences he brings he brings and look you can go direct I think you know, uh, and, and like, but uh, a full back or a defender or a man marker has to be lucky every time a potent striker only has to be lucky once you know what I mean and all your hard work can be undone in one minute like but I think we were sort of lamenting I think yourself and Ian on commentary were lamenting the lack of uh, someone breaking off Shawnee with the long balls running into him there wasn't enough of a trek coming in especially in that first half with the wind yeah I, I thought you know a couple of there was once I think Conor Byrne made a run off him and he just missed the ball going if he'd had it he was throwing on goal well I just think someone with the pace even on if he started I know Davy spoke that they wanted to bring him in fresh when Waterford were tired to probably get at them a bit, which worked. It was bang on the money, to be fair. But just someone with that pace in around them that when that ball breaks, they're on it. And look, it's it's either a goal or a foul, you know, or the keeper has to pull off a stunner of a save, one or the other. But it's just to have someone around them, you know, running in, facing the goal on that breaking ball. And look, you might make 10 runs that could break the wrong way, but if it works once, it's in the net. Yeah, so exactly it. Like we're uh, we're moving in the right direction. I mean, two eleven. We hadn't scored over ten points in a long time, so uh, to move in the right direction for Wicklow. Um, next up, we have Sligo on Sunday. Limerick away. Two weeks of the break. Then Limerick away, and then we're off to London. So two games away from home uh, on the trot road trip. <laughs> one's not a road trip. One's a air trip. Flower. Well, we may put the satellite dish on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Wicklow in third place in that group at the moment. Um, Sligo are top and Limerick are top. Limerick have got a couple of results. They're sort of, they're not setting the world alight either, but they're getting the results. Lee Watford by three, I suppose, and, and the one by a point there the last day again, London at home in a bit of a dogfight. It's, it's going to, these, the, the next two are two massive matches, and that's, you know, we can, you know, but like I said, Limerick are winning. They're winning hard matches to win, I suppose. Don't yeah. you know, and they're winning them, and that's, like, you know, you wouldn't, after seeing Wadford there, you probably think only beaten by three points at home probably wouldn't be the greatest result for Limerick, but it's two points on the board, and it's at two this points stage on the, the board, game, but like, like, that's what you want. As you say, what we can take out of that, like, we obviously didn't see the, the Limerick game, but, like, yeah. we, we saw how Wicklow played again, Wadford, and, like, what we scored, what they, what we conceded, and chances missed, so it's definitely a game we can win. Yeah, definitely. You know, Look, as I said, all those, like... You know, if Wicklow went unbeaten for the rest of this course, we'd be delighted. And yep. like, you wouldn't say that you shouldn't be beating anyone that's left. No, no, but like, and even as uh, as like David the Burke alluded to, like our home games, if we can win our home games, you won't be too far off where no, where no. You, where you want to be. Any like. touch of a result away at all, then yep. you'll, you'll be in with a good chance. Absolutely. Well, I, I think the betting on the the weekend's game there's not much in it. I think it's thirteen to eight and eight to thirteen, so I go eight to thirteen. But we're the odds for the uh, Division Four title were still. Six favourites, or whatever like that. So, 
we're, not giving, we're not giving us much hope, but we'll uh, we'll battle on anyway. Get hopefully, get, get a couple of results. Get a few bob between us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how we get on. Any money with you, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's it for the football. We are going to listen. We have the thoughts of of Davy Burke, and we have the thoughts of Dean Healy, and we we'll, we we'll listen to them now, and uh, we will come back to you in a minute. Uh, Davy, a good victory today. Uh, good second half performance again to win. Lots of positives and and you know look to have moved on from Carlo really well. Yeah, yeah, we have moved on. We, we to be honest, we felt we left it behind last week. Uh, we were disappointed with our performance. We four goal chances took none of them. Eighteen wides, seven drops short. We did an awful amount of chances last weekend, and it was purely our fault. We couldn't just didn't convert. So uh, we done a bit of work during the week. I thought we managed the second half well. It's a difficult place, Ockram. Difficult place to come with that wind and play against the wind particularly. So uh, thought we managed it well in the second half. So, Moved on, but plenty to go, you know. Yeah, plenty to go, as I said. But I, I think, you know, to come out eight points in that first half, but to come out and, and to play a patient brand of football like you did and to pick off your couple of chances, because the first half, you could have easily went in 2-7, two, 2-8 two, maybe as yeah. well. A couple of goal chances yeah. as well didn't take him, but, like, you know, didn't panic either, no. you know. And I think, you know, a couple of maybe of experienced heads, Shawnee and a couple of that, and then Owen coming on and was yeah. very good for the two goals as well, to be fair. Very good. And, and, and that's where Owen Darcy is. Owen has played a lot of football for us so far, and he probably turned into a bit of a worker. He's an eight. 19 year old young fella coming in to impress right and he probably went too far the other way in that he was working too hard which is very unusual to say that about anybody but he was nearly doing too much work because he's a classy player classy finisher you know threat just alluded to that on the commentary that he's, he's dangerous he's, he's dangerous, dangerous. Like, he got two him. balls within 20 yards 1-1 one, one, and then the yeah. next ball he got he, he had the head to flick it back as well exactly. you know not every young lad at 18 or 19 another lad had probably caught that and got bottled up and got turned away turned over 100% you know, I mean, you know so that's, very good we, we, we said when only the plan this week was to leave him off not, he was brilliant against Carlo he was, it worked, but again a work he put in a massive shift but it was very little threat so we said oh, you're the paciest player we have our GPS will tell you that and we said hold off till 35 minutes gone we'll introduce you to Carlo well, Waterford will be tired in a small bit and then your legs and you'd be dead. but I said do your little bit of work because we need everyone working yeah. but make sure you're focusing the other the end of the field danger, because yeah. at the end of the day he's, he's a lethal young player in fairness to him so uh, yeah that was, that was great on that but I think Dan Keane was very good off the line too people don't really you know you don't see an awful lot of that stuff yeah. It's horrible that even stuff. In, even in the first half, Dan Keane, I think he, he intercepted yeah, the ball yeah, here in front of the important. goal. Very important. He swept around when it looked like Watford were danger. He done. He covered a lot of ground. Dan Keane was very good as well. And you yeah. know, as usual, Dean and Darren Hayden were, ah, yeah. were their usual selves. But it was a good step up. As we said, we won't keep talking about Carlo. And it's no, gone. It's yeah, over. Yeah. And Sligo now looking forward is going to be a big one again. It's yeah. a home game. You're probably looking to get six points from your home games. Oh, absolutely. Jeez, if you sure if we can't, it'd yeah. be tough. You know that kind of. Way. I don't know how Sligo and Antrim went. I haven't. I haven't a clue. That went, but um, uh, I look after anyone comes here, we, you know, we're gonna make it make their lives hell. I tell you that much for nothing, we're gonna work them and work our socks off. And if they can work out workers, we'll fair play to them, you know, that kind of way. But uh, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be in a good place for next week again. More work to do during the week. I think there was another four goal chances went to begging again today, first half particularly. But uh, you'd be happy with you know, we've a lot of leaders in that team, as you just alluded to, right? And Darren Hayden pulled us all into a room, Dean Healy during the week. I said, lads, we just kicked the game away that we can't keep doing this, you know. But it's in when we're in a position, let's control it a bit better. And I think you've seen that in the second half, you know. Yeah. That's player-led, you know? And, and, you know, as bad as it is missing four goal chances you're creating them I well 100% yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know what I mean? yeah, if, if yeah. you're not creating them you're yeah. more worried like, no. but, so again it's nice to see him being taken at the end and like, 2-11 again is a better score again as 100%. well and, you know that's the sort of score you're going to have to put up in this division going Absolutely. forward and look the very best of luck next week and with the Absolutely. best of thanks for taking your time to talk to us thanks so, lads cheers, thanks very thanks much thank you see cheers you, Dean uh, good victory there hard fought again um, but um, good improvement from the Carlo game in fairness you know, you 
when the chips were down we could play and played really well in the second half against the wind as well yeah well listen in, in fairness um, looking back especially at video during the week there all the Carroll game we were, like, we were bitterly disappointed in some of the decisions that we we did make if we feel it was a game that we left behind us now listen we know how Carlos set up and we know how Waterford were going to be eerily similar so listen um, they may have tried to make a dogfight out but I thought especially in the second half it probably wasn't the most prettiest thing to watch but I, I think it was going to be very controlled on their part yeah very controlled and I mean the way the way you worked the ball for the two goals I suppose it'd have to please Wicklow as well you know you took your time you were patient and you found your space and, and opened them up you know well, 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 well that's exactly what I thought in the Carlo game as well especially we got three big goal chances didn't take any of them today uh, Davy, in fairness and we flushed as it runs excellently got in the, on the end of a ball here unfortunately at the finish we are creating goal chances and it's it's, it's great to actually finally come away w- with two goals and probably left two or three behind us yeah well. yeah the first half you probably and sorry Darcy yeah. especially for the second goal Darcy was excellent and as his own one for the first one is excellent that's a man 18, 19 years of age playing with you know, an experienced head there like. yeah he was very good and even the second goal you said he could have caught that and got oh, bottled sorry, up but he sorry, was sorry, like, like you're looking at Dean Rock on air sport last yeah. night or whatever the case was and he's getting plotted for, for the ball across and having the quick initiative to, to slap that into the net Darcy's first goal there was equal, equally as, as quick on his feet as, as what that was last night yeah very good very good and just say like going forward now Sligo next week at home it's, it's a massive game now well if this year with the way the fixtures have panned out we have, we have three games in Ockram and listen we're, we're expecting three wing, wins in fairness for the last four or five years <laughs> like I grew up talking about Fortress Ockram and we've probably slipped away from that somewhat but we're trying to get back to the mentality that teams are going to fear coming down here again Yeah that's good look Dean fair play uh, good two points on the board here and best of luck going forward yeah, thanks for your thanks time much, Cheers Dean So now we move on to ladies football uh, Wicklow have had two draws to open their National League campaign they started off with a with a 3-13-2-16 draw with Leash in Leash a good comeback there from the Garden County women and last week, up in Blessington, they drew eight points apiece. A last score from Longford, uh, bringing it back to parity. This week, they travel to Newbridge. They're playing Kildare, and the game's going to be live-streamed on, um, I think, the Ladies Gaelic Football. So it's a big game. Um, we're going to get the thoughts of Mark Marnahan now ahead of the big game and see what, what Now joining us on the line is Mark Marnahan, the manager of the Wicklow Ladies Football Team. Mark, very welcome onto the show. Thanks for taking our, our phone call today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. No problem at all. Um, Mark, two draws so far to open the campaign, and I suppose a big one for yourself personally this week. Uh, it's almost a home game for you there in, in Newbridge against the, the Clare Ladies as well. How's the preparations going for this one? Um, yeah, it's going. Um, it's going well now. Um, we were asking a good few weeks in under our belt. Um, the two the two draws was kind of um, completely two different games. Uh, like we, we were dead and buried against Leash. We were nine points down in the second half with a player down as well and girls showed great um, heart and, and and they never lay down and like we got the draw like we we could have lost we could have won it but we were happy enough with the draw because um, Leash are a good side um, then Longford last week it, it was uh, uh, it was a crazy game um, it was eight all we we didn't play to our potential um, but a, a, a lot of positives and a lot of lessons come out of that game um, and now we've, we've Clare on Sunday it's, it's, it's great that they knew but you're only two minutes down the road um, Clare going really well um, and they are one of the top sides in the division so but um, um, but we'll be ready we'll be ready we're, we're after getting a good um, session there Tuesday night and we've another one tonight so um, 
um, we w- uh, we won't be rolling over anyhow. Yeah, I, s- I suppose like Clare wouldn't be uh, too unfamiliar to, to this team. I remember last year uh, we had a good win against them up in Dunlavin, I think it was. Close game for a while, but the Wicklow's just got over the line at the end. Clare seem this year to have a, a completely, like they have a massive goal threat now, five goals in two games so far for them. Um, yeah, they have, and I, I've actually keeping a close eye on Clare because I, I know probably ninety percent of the players. Um, they have a few experienced players back in. Um, where on the other hand, we have a lot of young players stepping in, so it's, it's kind of two different panels. Um, they're they're very they're very good up top. Um, the thing is, with our defenses, we've only conceded two five from play in 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 two games, which is which is very good. Um, so. Be, I, I, I think it's 50 50. I, I know we bet them last year, and both, both teams will have uh, nearly completely different teams this year, anyway. So um, we're definitely looking forward to the challenge, anyhow. Yeah, but and just looking at your own panel there, uh, Marcus, your first year with the ladies, like you were with uh, Hollywood and Wicklow last year, obviously, but you, you've done more with ladies before in, in your own county as well. Yeah. Um, how do you, are you happy with your panel? Is there anyone that you'd like to get in? Is there more that are maybe going to come back in? Or are you, uh, what do you have now? Is that your, your say help going forward? Um, we're actually, we're, I think we have 33, 34 now. We have a couple of girls that are carrying kind of long-term injuries uh, into this year from last year, but... Um, the panel we have, we're trying to mix this youth and experience after bringing on two or three minor players um, into the squad just to develop them and get them ready. But they're absolutely flying and training. And, and Lucy Dunn last week was a prime example. She she was brilliant and she's only 17 and Eve Cullen is 16. So, um, look, we're we're carrying a big panel and it's great for numbers. We can always finish the session with like a 20 minutes, 20 minutes match. And look, everyone is competing for... Um, positions. Uh, there is one or two other players outside the camp that I have contacted but due with, with, with work commitments and travel and all that, they just couldn't commit this year, so that, that was kind of understandable. Yeah, uh, how are you, Mark? It's Emmett here. Um, how are you, Emmett? Oh, just looking at results from the last last year and this year so far, it seems to be a, a very, very tight division, this, you know, uh, a lot of games have ended up being very close, both Wicklow's games and even the other games in the group. Um, mm. Just like you have three home games left, it'll obviously be a massive target for you, those three home games uh, coming up over the next month or so. Um, yeah, they are. And, and on the division, it, it's, it's a crazy division. Um, it's like you could win it, but also get relegated at the same time. I see it impossible for one team to go the whole league campaign um, unbeaten. Now, we don't want to get dragged into the dogfight, um, so we just need to take one game at a time. But um, the home games are so important. Like We were in Blessington last Sunday, and the sport the sport was brilliant. Um, it would have been nice to get the double header, but obviously the Mother Nature kind of cancelled that out. But... Um, yeah, the home games are, are the ones we, uh, we are targeting and um, as I said, we're hard to beat but if you have a good support behind us, especially at home, we, we'll be even harder as well and the girls love the, the home games, especially with the support as well. Yeah, yeah, and those home games, just just looking at Sligo, Roscommon and Fermanagh, I think I know you're taking a game at time, but they're three good trips for teams to be coming down to you as well. Like It, it has to be a, a huge advantage playing those three teams as well. Um, yeah, it is, especially um, with the travelling in the in the division. We're actually lucky we have Leash, Kildare and, and Down away, cause, so the fixtures were kind of nice for us. But um, yeah, look, as I said, if teams are travelling that far, um, like we definitely would like to take advantage of that, like um, the long bus journey and, and all that. Um, look, we, we can only really worry about our own performance and just um, 
just do what we can do. But yeah, look, it is it is advantage and it's so important to pick up points at home and then the away games, then anything is really a bonus after that. Yeah, and, and Mark, uh, just we seen the news yesterday that the, the game on, on so it's going to be live streamed on the ladies' Gaelic football. Like that's massive as well for a Division Three game. It's great for for the Wicklow players to get that exposure at a national level as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it, it's brilliant. I was told actually last week about it, and um, it, it's uh, like um, fair play to the, the people working behind the scenes to make that happen because usually it's only Division One. But in fairness to the um, the association that they're, they're they're trying to spread it through the divisions and and the Purcells and Calera are lucky enough to for that to happen. And I know Connacht really well, and it's it's a perfect. Um, venue for the likes of that and hopefully both teams um, can serve the good match as well and, and, and promote the ladies football a bit more if we if we can yeah definitely you know and look we'll we'll be uh, supporting you there this year as well we'll be uh, hoping for for good results for you and we wish you the best of luck um, we'll we won't hold up any more of your time we thank you very much for taking the call and hopefully you get a, a good result this weekend I know it'll be a big game for yourself against your your home county as well. So, Mark, thanks very much for taking the call. And we thanks, might we'll tie you with you again there later in the in the campaign, if that's okay. Yeah, lads, that's grand. Thanks very much. Thank sure. you. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. So this week, Saturday sees the Leinster Under-20 Football Championship start, and Wicklow have a tough draw at home uh, to Dublin. Sort of the, the premier draw, the one you'd sort of want, uh, the best one of the best counties in, in the country, and uh, All-Ireland Senior Champions five in a row. Coming to Ockram. Yeah, look, it, it, it's definitely the toughest you can get, but is it the one you'd want at the first hurdle or the last hurdle I, in Ockram? I think it's, I'd, I'd take that, you know, or instead of going to play a Leinster final somewhere again, you know, and uh, they know each other fairly fairly well inside out. They've behaved each other and on numerous occasions, um, and uh, Dublin won't be taken this for granted coming down to play them in Ockram now. And, we don't know what way the weather's going to be. We're hearing that there's a yes. hurricane here or whatever hill you call it coming in to cause havoc. So say, but it'll be both for bo- it'll be the same for both teams. But um, a lot, lot of people out there not giving Wicklow any hope. I disagree with them. I think we've, we'll give this a serious, serious rattle. And before we get into too much detail, we'll go straight to Kevin O'Brien for a, a quick chat on, on the game on Saturday. Now, so on the line now with us is Kevin O'Brien, the Wicklow under-20 football manager. Kevin, Big game coming up on Saturday. Preparations going well for you? Yeah, good evening, lads. Yeah, we're looking forward to Saturday. It's a, it's a big game. It's come around pretty early. It's an unusual championship, uh, but it's the same for everyone. Um, we've a couple of small injuries and little things that we need to twig and have assess, and hopefully we name the team after meeting the players tonight. Very good, very good. And, Kevin, it's, it's a massive occasion to get the dubs down to Ockram and, and hopefully with a big vocal crowd this team, of course, you've had them for a couple of years at minor level and you know, they've beaten Dublin and Parnell Park. It'll be massive for Wicklow football to see another good performance on Saturday. Yeah, let's look at uh, the first thing I'd say it's been very enjoyable working with this group of players and no, not just the, the, the last two minor teams but the year before where some of the guys that's in with us now, the Paddy Canes and the older guys, we'd never have worked with them and you know, we, we enjoy every minute of it. We come out with training and it never feels like work. Uh, the guys know it's all about them. And One thing about the lads, they, they want to play for Wicklow. They understand what it's like to be an inter-county player both on and off the field. And above all, they understand they have to earn the right to earn the jersey. So we're looking forward to a Dublin match. Uh, you know, it just happens to be Dublin. That's the draw. It's good to have them at home. But whether it's Carlo, Loud, whether it's Wexford, Westmead, 
the preparation has to be first class because there's no return if you lose and that's it. It's a knockout and you could be out uh, in, in early February, which is very unusual. Yeah, Kevin, it's Emmett here. How are you? How are you, Emmett? Good Asher, to not too bad, not too bad. No, just, uh, I suppose, looking back for a little second first, it must give you uh, uh, great confidence going forward with these lads to see how they performed in their own adult championships last year. You know, well, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a very valid point because, um, you know, I even look at some of them, the, the Kevin Quinns and the Oshin Collins, all, they, they all lit up the junior age just a championship and then to see some of the players going on to play with senior teams and playing really well. Yeah, you'd be very proud of them, the way they've embraced it and they didn't drop their standards. Yeah, no, look, that's one thing I was sort of before I came on, I was thinking about, and it, it has been a real standout to say so many young players were, were to the fore for their senior clubs. Um, just uh, going forward, we all know the dubs, probably, you know, there's no such thing as a bad dubs team anymore, I suppose, uh, the way the thing has gone. But again, down in Ockram, you, you'll surely be looking for all of Wicklow to get behind you here and, and, and turn Ockram into a, a little bit of a cauldron on Saturday, won't you? Of course, yeah. You know, we've been saying to the guys and a lot of these guys have tasted the brilliant Wicklow support in, in Newbridge a couple of years ago and the brilliant support in Ockham for the replay. And again, last year in, in Dublin, like, you know, I know there's a lot of Wicklow people out there willing to cling on to a to a team, you know, and I always say that to the guys, you know, why not let it be this team? You know, we, we, we can only worry about what's in our dressing room and what happens to other teams and we wish all the other Wicklow teams well, of course, but that's stuff outside of our control and you know, we'll be hoping there's a big fall and these guys certainly deserve it. Um, anything we've asked these guys to do, they've given them 100% and uh, look at it, if we're taking boxes, all the boxes are ticked but we're not fools. We we know that Dublin are coming into into our into our home patch and uh, it's going to be very difficult but uh, you know, we, we hope to make a good account ourselves and the whole objective is to be super competitive and yeah, well, Hopefully coming, get the bounce of the ball. He's coming off the back of a good win there in Ockram the last time he's played there um, with the 20s again in Clare. Like, and it was a good victory. He got one again Limerick as well over in Stradbally, but the Offaly one didn't go according to plan, but he were short a good few key uh, players that, that day. But like he's managed to get him back near the end of the campaign and as I say, he's coming out of Ockram with a good win. So he's good to get a run out in Ockram as well with them and have him um, in good vibes coming off of them. Yeah, that's right, Alan. You know what I mean? We had a three-match league which was set in there. We weren't allowed to play challenge matches which is very, very tough. So that was the league uh, <clears throat> that we um, were, were placed in and, and we'd hoped to, to, to build to build um, momentum and, and hope to build a bit of uh, confidence within the group. And OK, it didn't start that well for against Offaly. We weren't just missing a few county players and missing a couple of injuries as well. And So we went into Limerick and you know, it was a bit unknown but we played really well with the full squad that day and Unfortunately, we didn't have the guys against um, Clare, but, you know, fair play to the guys. We, you know, we had to get on with it and we got on with it and fair play to the, the players that was there and they put in an absolute brilliant performance against Clare. It showed in all kinds of character, you know, bravery, um, you know, inspira- inspiring stuff that guys want to see from a management point of view. It showed us that guys really want to, to do things and it was a brilliant performance. It was only reflected by what the Clare manager said on, on his local radio that it was the best test of all year. Like they're genuine contenders for a monster title, and it was it was brilliant. Look, we would have loved to have Clare or, or Offaly in the final. We lost out in aggregate, which would have been last Sunday in Ockram. It didn't happen. We should never swap that with a result on Saturday. Yeah, and 
And Kevin, like when you won that that Clare match, of course it was great to see the lads that you know we were, we were missing four senior players, but it was great to see the lads stepping up to the plate and making themselves like put themselves into your thoughts really as well. Like you know, I'm sure everyone on the panel is in your thoughts for Saturday, but. How tough is it now with players in, in college as well on, on fresher scholarships and that sort of stuff? It must be difficult to, to maintain their workload. Yeah, well, look at it. You have to just find out exactly what each individual player is up to. Um, you make contact with their managers. You try to put in a uh, some sort of agreement that the player is, is, is can do both or can man-manage them. And we also have players in, in schools where, like, they see best straight this evening, and we have a couple of players playing over there, and we have to man manage that. And hopefully, we have our guys for Saturday. Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about, but it can be done. And it's not an excuse that lads are making. It's the same for every county. So you just have to get on with it. It's it's a hurried championship, which is tough on on, on the players. But we certainly have no players pulled out because of college. No players pulled out of because of workload. Um, you know all these guys want to be there, which is which is great. And just going back to our own um, under twenty championship last year, um, Kevin, would you personally yourself and and I know what my answer to this is it would be yes, but would you personally yourself like to see an under nineteen championship instead of an under twenty in, in week club? Because for like yourself going around trying to uh, look at your panels coming in for the under twenty for the inter county for the following year, you'd be able to see all the players that will be at your uh, disposal for the following year coming in instead of having a mix and match where some of them wouldn't be on. Yeah, I suppose, Alan, it's a, it's a bit of pluses and minuses, you know. We looked at the under-20 under championship as trials for, for to put a panel together. Um, we were a little bit disappointed to run on a little bit further because we would have liked to have got the guys in earlier. But we knew they were playing competitive football and there's nothing better than championship football to keep guys up to speed. So we looked at that from a, from a championship point of view uh, to um, to create a, a panel, and they were very very happy with the panel we got. And uh, you know, look, we've been very lucky with the weather that we've we've had our three nights every week, and uh, you know that hasn't been an obstacle, which in most years it would be. So look, at, we've no excuses. Uh, the guys are in great form; they're looking forward to it. I think Brendan was down with us the other night, and he's a bit surprised how you know jolly the, ca- the camp is, and uh, we get the work done. And you know, there's a, a, a huge togetherness in there, and. and we make a big point that you know these guys represent their family and, and then they represent their club because they've come through all those ranks. And then when they come into us, they're, they represent the county. And we we keep emphasising those three principles that they are representing family, club, and our county. And you know they're inter-county players, and you know that you have to have inter-county standards. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but you look at that's about the size of it. Kevin, look, we really appreciate you taking the call, taking the time out. Um, we wish you the very best of luck. We'll be down there anyway, um, cheering you on, and we'll be on the commentary on the day as well. And look, all we can do is say the best of luck and give it the, the best the best push forward you can. Best of luck, yeah, well, Kevin. Listen, thanks yeah, a million, best thanks a million lads, uh, and thanks a million for all the coverage. It's great for all these young players to, to get that coverage. It gives them confidence and uh, you know, they, yep. they feel very. You know, they feel part of it. Then you know, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's Kevin. that's what our, our aim is, Kevin. So, yeah. thanks, yeah. lads. Thank you, thanks Kevin. Appreciate that. God bless. Talk to you. Bye. Yeah, look. Uh, as we said, is there such thing as a bad Dublin team anymore? Um, you know, the the way the way the conveyor belt is working up there at the minute, they're they're really on top of things. But I think this is Wicklow's opportunity. To be honest, you know, as you said, first round. I think if you're going to take them. Now is the time to take them, you know, uh, other than three months down the line with matches behind them. And the only um, good moment, getting momentum going, like. Yeah, you know, 
again, Wicklow, you know, this has been our, our great high hope, this team coming through. Kevin O'Brien is, I think, four or five years involved with the bulk of these lads now. I think it's a massive game for Wicklow football on Saturday. I, I really, I really hope. Well, I've I've a really good feeling going into this. I think I think these lads are primed. I think, you know, we've an awful lot of good footballers on this team. As there I as like I said, you know, we, we, you know, we've an interview with Kevin there as well. And like it's it's massive the the amount of young lads that have stood out in their senior championship at 18, 19 years of age in their adult games. You know, but even at, even from, at the junior A level, as, as you Kevin, you know, Gavin like, Fogarty, yeah. Oshin Cullen, you yeah. know, you've Oshin McGrainers came out. You've Andy Marr, you've Paddy Kane. You know, probably I think the year before last started in a final because um, I think Simon Boucher got injured in the lead up to the he started. He's never looked back. He's nineteen years of age. Two senior medals. You know, and 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 a a big player in those two senior medals. You know, and like all these lads, you know, you've owned Darcy. But but like, will these lads be? Available like there's a double head, there's a double game this weekend for these lads like uh, Paddy O'Kane's all oh, have to be available in my book yeah, anyway. Well, I I'd agree with you. Yeah, but I think look at it. If we have Dublin at home in an under twenty championship, I think if anyone throws a spanner in the works and doesn't have a young lad playing that, I think we may pull the roof off a of Balnikil above and leave it there. And protest. Yeah. What's the point in having? Oh, what's the you. point in? Yeah. What's the point in putting together these development squads? What's the point? in having centre of excellence is if you don't let these young lads fulfil their potential at their own age. Yep. And that's my view completely. I, It's nothing again. Look, the fact of the matter is, the reason these young lads are there and are so good is because of the set-up they've been brought up in. But the reason, you know, that Davy Burke wants them is because they're so good. Absolutely. And, and, and that's that's where the problem is, you know, sure, it's sure, just because they're good young lads. You know? like, look at the it, two games so far, sorry to cut across, look at the two games, Paddy O'Kane's been one of the best players you've had. Yeah. Oh, and Darcy comes on last week and changes the game a little bit. Like, going you know, on one, to help the goal, yeah. you know, works hard, does, does what we know one can do. And like, like this, this is not Kevin O'Brien's fault, this is not Davy Burke's fault, this is this is Crow Park's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is a break there for a week mm. as well. Why can't you move back up to there? Do you know what I mean? Like, let, let them go out and play their championship game. It's not right for the likes of Dublin. And that's right. They, they there's, there's two weeks during the National League where it breaks. Right. So, like, mm. why go fix a championship match where the, uh, the core of a team it's is because going to be of, It's because the attitude is there. Well, it's only Weeklaw Dublin yeah, that'll be here anyway. It. And sure, let it be their problem. Yeah. It won't be ours. Yeah. And, and, and that's the attitude that's in Croke Park. And, and you can say what you want. That's And the fact that this under-20 is running concurrently with a league like that as well mm. is... It's disrespectful. It is disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Like you've just had the colleges running through there. You now you've this starting, and then they'll turn around and they'll tell, "Oh, we're all about player burnout and player welfare," and they don't care as long as they get the gates they want where they want them. They don't care. Yeah, and that's been going on for a long time. And and like, don't turn around and tell me that they give a flying you know what about whether Owen Darcy and, and those other young lads, four young lads, Andy Marr and Paddy O'Kane and Zach Cullen play two matches in 24 hours at the weekend. They do not care. Sure, as, as K- Davey Burke said on the podcast two weeks ago, Dublin have no players in their 20 panel, They're or in the senior panel, under 20s that's on the senior, apologies. So they're expecting Dublin to beat us. There's going to be no skin off the dub's nose, and off to go won't, next week. I won't trip up the dub's yeah. too much. That'd be all right. We can go back. They can fight with one another over whatever players they wanted. And they'll be gone by February, and everything and will be all right. And, and that's, but, but and that's it. it. And your heart yeah. would have to go out for it to Kevin O'Brien and to David Burke because they're they're trying to get their own balanced team, and they're trying they're they're burning. Well, if you're a manager, you have to do what's best for your group. Or you have to try and do yeah. what's best for your group, like you know. And that and that's just just where it is at the minute. 
again, I I have to say, I I just think this team has to be given its had to be given its head. Yeah. I think it's not too often we welcome Dublin Tockram in the first round of a Leinster Championship. It's not too often we can go in there with a bloody good chance in my book mm. of causing an upset against Dublin. And like it will be a big upset. And it will According be to the upset. bookies, it's going to be a big upset. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen, right? If they're not allowed to play, right? Or if they're, they're not available. I won't say they're not allowed. If they're not there'll available. Be, there'll be uproar. There'll be uproar. If we win, it'll be phenomenal. If we lose, what's going to be said? Oh, well, we would have been if they were there. Yeah. If we went out with a full team, if we get bet, okay. If we win, on we go. Right? Into the next round. Yeah. And we've took the biggest scalp probably in Ireland. You know, yeah, one of the top three, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, like, well, I just think, I just don't think it should be even. We shouldn't have to talk about this. Yeah. To be honest, I think like if if we can't, you know, if we if someone somewhere can't sit down and say them lads are playing with that team and that's that. Yeah. It's saying the story. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I don't know where we go from there. Yeah. Well, well, that game's on Saturday at two o'clock. Um. So we'll have live commentary and hopefully it'll be a crowd because remember the, the minor matches years ago, geez, there was great crowds at that. So Yeah, and look, at just take this opportunity. Yeah, we were t- we we're talking about let's turn Ockram into a place that people don't <coughs> want to come again. Like, let's get out there. Don't mind Storm, Kira or whoever she is or what's coming down the road. Even make her get, afraid to come. Make her afraid to come yeah. to Ockram is right. Just get out there. Gary out like there with we, a banner. We've all, we've all been there for big days in Ockram and we all know what it's like and, you know, you know, we've, we've had we always and these have come. If we down draw down. Dublin in a senior championship, they won't be allowed to come to Akram. Yeah, we'll have to go to there. So let let them let mm. everyone know what we're about down here. We have a team to follow and get out and get behind them. Yeah, no, that's that's perfect. Um, look, we're going to wrap it up there. We've uh, full schedule this weekend. Then we've the twenties on Saturday. We have the seniors on Sunday. We have commentary on both and highlights and updates and everything you, you'd you'd want from your media source. So we'll be there giving you all that and we will talk to you then thanks very much John Joe's Art Club under the new management of Aaron and Claire Travers is the perfect location for all sporting events with 9 HD screens and the new addition of a 2.4 metre screen for the big games makes John Joe's the premier sports bar in Art Club located on Upper Main Street the crack is mighty and you'll always feel at home in John Joe's. David Blake, Physical Therapist, Tinnahili. For comprehensive treatment and assessment of all musculoskeletal conditions, including neck and back pain, sports injuries, upper and lower limbs, and rehabilitation. With experience in many sporting organizations at club, county, and international levels, David can also offer treatment for all ages and is available for deep tissue cupping, dry needling and taping techniques when necessary. Contact David on 087-906-2150. That's 087-906-2150. Travers Insurances, 7 Upper Main Street, Arthur County Wicklow. Offering competitive quotes on motor, household, life and business insurance. Call 0402-32204 or visit our website www.travers.ie. Insurance cover that stands out for the proud. Travers & Co Insurance Limited trading as Travers Financial Services, Travers Insurances, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
Winners Enclosure Bookmakers, your local independent bookmaker. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram for all our daily specials and enhanced odds. Phone us on 1890 429 863.